0: Have you ever been to a volcano? When it was erupting? You're now
1: listening to Super Hoopers. <laughs> a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Welcome to Super Hoopers, a not-so-serious discussion of the week's NBA news. I am your host, Matt Hill, and with me, as always, is my brother in basketball, John Hill. John, going to England today, correct? Absolutely.
0: You are Make headed me. to
1: London later today, but you, you, you said... Let me push my flight back. I got to do a quick pod before I leave. Uh, I should mention we're recording this Sunday, June 26th, but we'll release it probably, you know, June 30th, somewhere around there.
0: Yeah, I actually um, uh, made the plane pull over, so I pull can over. S- hold to on. find some hold Wi-Fi yeah, I, so I can record on. this podcast. I have to talk
1: about Timothee Lualu. <laughs> yeah, I got to get uh, these hot tapes out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, nope. congrats! You're going to be super rich over there, thanks I, to I uh, good, Britain's yep. decision to leave the EU. So, congrats yeah, my, on congrats on being a millionaire.
0: Thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take all this podcast money we have and just uh, oh yeah, just going to buy a whole, whole oh yeah block. I'm going to buy a lift. That's, Re- rem- that's what they call the, elevators. Uh,
1: in, in, yeah, and, yeah, they got they got they got different words. They got know, different it's words. Close enough. Uh, yeah, different words. Yeah. Remember, for that brief moment, we were we had a we were sponsored for like a month, and we made about thirteen dollars. That was the thirteen thousand. Those were the halcyon days of the podcast. I know that was that was the, the
0: flush years. Yeah, <laughs> our yeah. breakfast burritos were paid for. Now oh, uh, we're gonna get yeah. back there. We're getting some sponsors. We'll, we'll, get, we're, back. We're we'll get back. On we, we, we're working on some
1: stuff. Maybe we should just start pretending we have sponsors. I like, think we so do- too do a read for hey everyone and go buy a casper mattress uh, <laughs> stamps st- whatever that thing is stamps.com or something that it sponsors well, every podcast if we're going to make stuff up let's 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 go big you know like brought oh, to you right. by ferraris Oh yeah 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 we're sponsored by tesla hey tesla. you know most of our people can afford one so go buy one i have one you know they're great
0: yeah like hawaiian tropics <laughs> is sponsoring us what
1: is Hawaiian, the sunscreen?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know how they what, don't they have a bikini calendar or something like that when, the so Hawaiian I, tropics girls. <laughs> I, I think we can aim higher than Hawaiian tropics. Well, they're tropics. very classy, and ho- and I love
1: Hawaii, so
0: maybe that's where.
1: Okay, that's all right, we'll we'll, all right. we'll we'll reach out to them. We'll reach yeah. see if they want to sp- uh, sponsor an obscure basketball podcast. Sounds great. Um, I love it. But no, we wanted to talk. We wanted to talk before you left because we got to talk about the draft. You know, because by the time you get back from London free agency will have happened so we'll have to talk about that but we wanted to discuss you know the, the draft before you left we also got take city for y'all and we got get at me dog yeah it's a fun episode uh, but the draft did, john did you watch the entire draft uh i
0: mean i had it, it was, on while it's i kinda was kind of like watching. the
1: nba finals for you
0: well yeah for me personally yeah i mean uh we had the draft on but i was mostly watching that yahoo show
1: oh me too actually i mean yeah, that, I had the draft on job Mute.
0: Shout out. Oh, shout yeah. Out to shout Woj. out to
1: Yahoo, man. Yeah. And they took did really they good t- numbers, they, too. Yeah. They took ESPN's lunch, man. I was I didn't expect they basically had the same numbers as ESPN in terms of viewers and they deserved it. It was so much better.
0: Yeah. And um, it, I thought it was interesting because it's like basically Woj is like, hey, we're just going to do a show that's better than your show and we don't have to not. Uh, we have no restrictions. We'll just let you know who's getting picked two or three picks ahead.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing that's happened in the recent years is that Woj, you know, reports the picks, you know, five minutes ahead of time, and then it's like the the show itself is very anticlimactic. So, and also the trades too. It's like he he's reporting the trades like you know ten minutes before they discuss them. So. Yeah, I loved it. I thought that was the perfect way to watch. Have it, have ESPN on on mute so you can sort of see what's happening. Look at the suits, you know, look how happy they are. Look at uh, you know, the people who weren't picked, you know, getting sadder and more angry. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Yahoo. Thanks for that.
0: Yeah, I thought they did a really good job. Um, yeah, there I think there has to be We got to figure out a way to kind of maybe kind of split the difference because I think it did take away some of the excitement of the show. Like, the analysis of Yahoo is great, but maybe if you could get the Yahoo guys also there interviewing people, you know what I mean? Like They're, they're
1: not going to do that. There's no way they're going to do that with the TV contract. It's like, they're going to they're give whoever owns the contract there. They're not going to give someone else who didn't pay any money, you know, to be there. Uh, yeah. I think Yahoo just needs to be more dramatic with it. They need to just dramatically read the Woj tweet to be like, this just in by Wojnowski, you know. Yeah. The Sixers pick. Like, they need to make it. A big deal when it when they break the news. Yeah, I think.
0: yeah, something like that. But yeah, it was it was fun.
1: Uh, I really enjoyed it. But I thought the, I think it it actually is like I mean this is a little bit of a side discussion, but it really breaks new ground for you know what can be done on the internet. Like I think we're gonna see this year a lot more like competing halftime shows and competing like after the game analysis by by Yahoo and other sites because I mean the bottom line is ESPN. The it, it, uh, TNT isn't that bad, but ESPN is so bad with their coverage and analysis, that they're really leaving themselves open for for competitors, I think. I I don't think legally you can actually have people comment on the game while it's happening, but after and halftime, I think is fine.
0: Yeah, well, Um. I think what ESPN does, and maybe that's kind of their model, is they're more for, like, uh, the casual fan, you know? And I think what Yahoo did was really great insight onto, like, the more uh, hardcore fan.
1: Yeah, because you know? at good the end point, of the day,
0: like the average person who's watching, like they just want to know who their play, who their team's drafting, and they don't right. need to know that, like, you know, he came from this place or like, oh, yeah, you know. they don't need to
1: know how good his defensive stance is or anything. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's more just kind of fun, and you could tell by the questions they ask afterwards. You know, they're
1: they're trying to create uh, more of a general fan base, um, but they could have better people on it. It's like that's Will yeah. Will Bond hasn't watched the NBA in 20 years. Jalen Rose has like four catchphrases. It's just, yeah, it's just bad.
0: Yeah, they could do a better um, job. They could do a way better job. But I don't
1: understand. It's not like ESPN doesn't have good basketball writers. they got plenty of good basketball writers. Anything That's else? So. Anything else stand out to you from the draft?
0: I mean, there was a lot of fun, a lot of drama early on. I think I think picks one and two was very simple.
1: Uh, I think everyone... Yeah, I have to of, say, uh, I, I put this on Twitter, but... Seeing Ingram's suit and also seeing his girlfriend made me very hype for him. <laughs> he has elite decision making. His he he's on point on on those two fronts. It, it really makes me think that he's gonna be good.
0: Uh, I didn't really love his suit.
1: Oh, really? I thought yeah. it was excellent. Eh. I love the chain. Going with the chain instead yeah. of the tie, strong. Again, very strong. Again,
0: don't don't take Matt Hill's uh, fashion advice. But I usually whatever whatever you agree with, I kind of go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay. All right, all right, <laughs> no, well. it was fine. It was fine. I think whatever. You, I didn't, I, did I didn't you love see ben his girl, Simmons. John. His girl seemed to like it. So. Oh well, maybe. Yeah, I saw a couple of Buddy Heald's girls. Some some people posted some photos of all the girls he's been hanging out
1: with. Yep. Oh yes, yes, I saw that as well. Very impressive. C- actually, buddy, yeah. Good job, buddy. Good good job for you. Good job. Uh, no, I, I thought
0: it was interesting. I thought a lot of the rumors that were coming out, especially with Boston, was kind of interesting um i don't believe half of them uh i mean come on you're gonna tell me that the only reason uh coach tibbs didn't get jimmy butler was because zach levine like that was like (laughs) like come on now come on like yeah that's the reason i tibbs doesn't like zach loves zach levine too much to trade him and chris dunn for jimmy
1: butler like come on guys well also, that that whole thing was ridiculous because it's like Tom Thibodeau and the Bulls front office hate each other. Yeah. There's no way they're doing a deal. There's no way they'd ever do anything to help each other. Yeah. So I that must have all that must have been is Tib. I think Tibbs leaked that just to make the Bulls front office look bad. Um,
0: <laughs> but he's the one that looked bad at the end.
1: Yeah, right? I think so. But I mean it just I think he just made yeah, I mean everyone I mean it was a weird thing where everyone reacted, but I think just just putting the idea that Jimmy Butler is on the training block, I think is what he was going for, what Tibbs was going for. Because then that gets in Butler's head, like, oh, Chicago doesn't want me and he gets pissed off at Chicago. I think he's playing like kind of a, a long con with with Chicago, like to get Jimmy Butler out of there. Yeah, maybe. Um,
0: I think for that to work, he should have said the offer was Wiggins for Butler and that the Bulls turned that down. That would have hurt the fan yeah. base
1: more. Right, maybe I don't know. Uh, but Ainge, definitely Ainge was leaking all sorts of stuff. Oh my It was, God. It, it was hilarious because the whole time, the whole time leading up to this, it was so clear that Boston didn't want that number three pick, and they kept trying to pump up the value of every possible player there. Yeah, you know, they'd be like, "Oh, Buddy Heald made like a hundred out of a hundred shots." Everyone that worked out for them, they would be like, "This guy's awesome! This guy's awesome!" Trying to. Trying to you know get anything for that number three pick, and then in 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 the end they couldn't do it. It's like, I I just loved it because it was like such a such an epic fail on Boston's part because they had like five first round picks, and it's like or five picks, and it's like you can't you can't actually pick that many players, and they couldn't turn it into anything they wanted. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, and it really stinks for them. Uh, that's kind of part of the uh, you know the unfortunate unluckiness of it. Like if that if they had all those picks last year they probably could have came right. away with some great players. Right. Or the year before, right, right, right. you know, then you're looking at, oh, you got, you know, like Justice Winslow yeah.
1: and, uh, you know, a right. couple of and, – and Porzingis <laughs> or
0: something, you know, but this year kind of yeah, let it tri- down.
1: They tried last year so hard to package all those picks to get Justice Winslow, yeah. but no. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's like, you know, Danny Ainge did all this great work to get all these assets and he can't turn them in- into anything but, like, a bunch of sixth men, you know. Yeah. It, and it's as a as a as a Boston hater, it's so fantastic. Well,
0: he'll be fine because in a few years he'll just whichever player turns out great, he'll just say he had them on number 3 on their big board. You know, just oh, like yeah, with Draymond. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. So yeah, you had Draymond <laughs> He's third. The yeah, Draymond third on your that. big
0: board, but you drafted four times before Draymond. Uh, right, right, right. Wait, what? He yeah.
1: always le- he always leaks that he, you know, whatever guy turns into a star, he's always like, "Oh yeah, I was definitely going to pick him." Yeah, that meanwhile, was Meanwhile, meanwhile his his history of drafting is awful in the past like few years. He's like drafted nobody. Yeah. Like I don't is Terry Rozier, did he even play an NBA minute? Like I have no idea. Yeah. And and I loved how pissed their fans were because they drafted. I don't even know who they drafted. They drafted some weird French guy. Yeah. And some other foreign guy uh, later on.
0: Yeah. And also um, Jalen Brown. I don't. I don't really buy. buy I actually him.
1: like Jalen Brown, but uh, I, I. I don't know. I. I think Jalen Brown can go either way. Like, the stuff I hear about him that I like is that he's like super, super smart. And usually, super smart people do well in the NBA. Like, they turn into something. But I mean, he was so bad in college statistically. Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. Like, I guess the way that Cal team was, but you'd expect someone who's good to to be able to make some sort of dent on, on the game, even despite bad coaching, bad other players. Um, So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see he's. He, I mean, he's he's really good at everything
0: except basketball. That's the only thing he's not good. I mean, <laughs> athletically he's great. He's really smart. He's great at everything except basketball. So, so. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll he
1: could see. be uh, you know an an elite locker room guy. On elite. You know, give, yeah. give, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how he him, does. Him, maybe Boston can, can get uh, Rondo back, and they, those two could just play oh, Connect Four yeah. all day. That'd yeah. be nice. That was an interesting... I have some one. other things that I that I enjoyed from the draft, John. The, yeah. Uh, what do you got? So Thon Maker, right? Did you see all the stuff about Thon Maker? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me and, they, me like, and Thon went yearbook. to... Uh,
0: we, we grew up together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I think uh, Thon's... Old. I think
0: Thon's my dad.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure Thon's my dad. But, yeah. You know, he's like, whatever, two or three years older than... I mean, w- which is so great, because, you know, Thon became famous because of the YouTube highlights of him basically dominating middle schoolers and yeah. it's coming out that he was basically college aged when he was dominating those those middle schoolers yeah. it's like it's like uh you know you ever seen Rushmore when Bill Murray blocks the kids shot uh-huh it, that's like that it's like it's like it's like an adult like went around just schooling you know kids on a, on the playground and then put out it on YouTube to be like I hey, draft me you know yeah I'm curious about his age because like I know people are kind
0: of kind of ribbing him, saying that he's way older. But the one thing that almost kept them out of the
1: draft was his age. They thought he was too young. So I uh, wonder why no, I he think didn't. The, I think the, No, 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 no. The, the rules are you have to be a year away from high school. So it wasn't that he was too young. It was oh, that they be- weren't sure when he graduated high school. I got yeah. it. What I love about it is, like, basically, so the Milwaukee Bucks are run by a sports agency. Like, they, they drafted him 10th, way higher than he was supposed to go. His agent is Jeff Schwartz. Basically all of Milwaukee's draft picks and people they sign are all Jeff Schwartz clients. Like they just keep drafting these guys way higher than they should have been and signing guys who they shouldn't sign. So it's like basically this agent runs the Milwaukee Bucks, um, which I find, you know, I guess if I was a Bucks fan, I would hate it, but it's kind of hilarious that this one agent can essentially run an NBA team.
0: I mean, it's the Bucks have to just put their foot down. Um
1: but I like <laughs> yeah, you know you what I mean. Think. Just like well, too bad. Whatever, um, dude. Thon Maker wasn't even supposed to go until the second round. Like you could have got him, like traded back or something. Like it was, it's insane that they drafted him tenth, to me. The thing about this draft is there's so
0: many just like blah players. I don't like it's just so many question marks. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, maybe you could have traded back, but what does that mean? You get Thon and like another blah player. Yeah, you get Thon. You get something else. I don't yeah. know. Yeah i i i see it but i'm i think in this draft i'll be less critical of that because you don't because of, because every pick after you know like six or seven was such a question mark you might right. trade back well but maybe I mean, maybe yeah. the team after you thought highly of thawne maker over you know some of these other guys like so whatever <laughs> if if you believe in a guy believe in the guy and screw everyone else like
1: Yeah, I'm sure Thon will be amazing, and we'll all be proved wrong. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. My other favorite thing was uh, Scal Labissier uh, falling. And then the rumor is, so he's falling, right? Scal's falling. He was supposed to, like, you know, he was, like, one of the top prospects a year ago. But the rumor is, basically, he's falling in the draft. And if he falls out of the first round, that looks really, really bad for Calipari. Um, So the rumor is, Calipari basically called the Kings and was like, hey, Kings... Can you please draft Scal? <laughs> and the Kings are like, okay, we want to be in good with Calipari, so we'll draft Scal as a favor. You know? Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, that's the rumor. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. good rumor. Because he, he got drafted, like, 28th or something.
0: So. Yeah. You know what? I know Scal's uh, been – people are really down on him, but, like, him at 28th is a great pick.
1: Right? Uh, yeah, if you were going to the Spurs, but if you're going to the Kings well, and you're basically the fifth center on the roster – um, and the problem is you need to develop your game. Like, I don't think that's the best spot for Scal.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, no matter who the – well, it's not the best pick for place for Scal. I'm saying for the Kings to grab him at 28, I think, is, is worth it. I mean, they're going to screw it up no yeah, matter I, what. But I,
1: I, like, I, like I said, you you have five centers on your roster. I don't think you need Scal. Yeah, but, I mean, what are you going to Unless you're trading Cousins. I mean, like, unless you're going to trade Cousins soon. Hey, yeah. maybe in a then year in or two case. he leaves, you know? Well, he's definitely leaving it in free yeah. agency. There's no way Cousins will stay in the. I mean, did you see his tweet? Like he was, oh he was God. pissed
0: off. He's he's great. Yeah. He's so wonderful. Lord, yes,
1: yeah. Lord, give me strength. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. Oh, so hard to be a millionaire. I guess it's hard to live in Sacramento and, and deal with what he has to deal yeah, with. That's but, yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, it was an interesting draft. Uh, I thought the Suns did a pretty good job. Dragon Bender, Marquis uh, Chris, yeah,
1: and Tyler ulis w- Right, right. Well, the truth is, we we none of us know. Like, yeah, I. I I actually love the uh you know, the articles that give people grades because they're fun to read and they're fun to click on. Everyone everyone always criticizes them, like, oh, no one knows anything, you know. But people love those articles. That's why they write them. They don't write them because, you know, they're geniuses. They write them because people love to read it. But I mean the truth is we, we don't really know anything about this no, draft. Until, no, we don't like, know. But
0: but like, of like, what we do know, uh I thought they were pretty good. You I like think? Phoenix. Yeah, I mean Dragon Bender I I mean, he's a guy that Yeah.
1: I agree. I'd uh, take a risk Bender, on Chris, and Eulis and all, all have potential.
0: Yeah, take a risk on Dragon Bender. I mean, if it works out, you have a seven-footer who can shoot and play defense and switch. Like, I'd rather take that than, you know, some of these other guys. Where you...
1: <laughs> Than then, then Boston's picks? <laughs> then Boston's picks, yeah. We're like... Boston's <laughs> random Euros? Yeah, like, uh... Dra- Dragon
0: just needs to, like, continue to get stronger and just keep doing the same stuff. Where a lot of these other guys need to like learn skills, which I think is always harder, you know, like it's the same thing where people were critiquing, you know, uh, Ingram, oh, he's too skinny. Yeah, he'll just by the laws of nature, he'll get bigger. You know, and it, right, like right. so. Yeah, the skinny,
1: the skinny, the skinny critique is I never think it's good because it's so easy to gain weight. It's just so, it's just simple. It's the easy. I'm gonna eat yeah. so much fish and chips this week. Yeah, I guarantee to you're gonna on. gain like 20 pounds, John. Yeah. You're gonna be in or you don't drink, but I mean, yeah, if you were to drink, you'd be drinking beer and and yeah. eating fish and chips. And then
0: those, yeah. but those pounds now that uh the Brexit has happened. Oh yeah, they're, be, they're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Are they're yeah. they're those less. pounds are they worth less? <laughs> That, i'm gonna find, yeah, i'm to find as out much, oh, okay all right yeah, great, great. So yeah I'll, so i'll put yeah. on as many pounds as i can
1: uh, yeah when you come over they, they get converted and they they go away yeah exactly. um i did some analytics uh what? john do you want me to uh, i want to share analytics. some analytics yeah. i did yeah we'll see how this works out this might be hard. this might be too complicated to to talk about so i may cut it out all right um, it. but 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 bear with me the idea being we don't know anything about this draft right but we do know about the draft five years ago. Okay. So, what I did is I wanted to look back on the 2011 draft to see how people did, okay? Okay. And so, what I did is I used win shares. Do you know what win shares are? They're just like one, it's just a convenient one metric that great basically grades how good a player has been over the course of their career, right? Yeah. I'm familiar. I'm and familiar. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, all right. But also each draft pick has its average win shares over time. So, you know, your expected amount if you get the first draft pick is 32 win shares after 5 years basically. And so basically what I did is I looked at, you know, how well the players did relative to, you know, average players at that that at that draft pick. So, basically if you got a guy say like Jimmy Butler with the 30th pick, the 30th pick usually gives you 6 win shares, but Jimmy Butler has 36 win shares. So, yeah. it's like you did way better, right? Yeah. And then I also compared the picks to the 10 guys who came after them just to see if basically if people missed on anybody, you know. So I gave, I gave teams credit for drafting a guy who did way better than the draft pick that, that usually goes there. And if they did way better than the 10 guys drafted after them. Got it. All right? So I basically just came up with a number that combines those two things. Okay. Right? So the, these are the five best draft picks according to that measure. All right. So number one, Jimmy Butler. As we mentioned, went 30th. Number two, Kawhi Leonard went 15th. Obviously, way better than his draft position. Uh, number three, Chandler Parsons went 38th. Uh, number four, Kent Fareed. and number five, Clay Thompson. Um, so these are all like players that basically outperformed their position and outperformed, you know, who came after them. Um, so I don't know. I thought it means pretty much what you would expect, but I mean, thinking about like who really does well out of a draft. You would say, you know, Chicago, San Antonio, Houston, these are the guys who really, really did well uh, from the 2011 draft.
0: Were there any people on there that did, that was unsuspecting?
1: Yeah, actually, here was the guy, the sixth guy was the most unsuspecting for me, uh, Nikola Vucevic. Vucevic, yeah, Sixers Uh, guy. so the Sixers drafted him and he's he's actually done really really outperformed you know where he was drafted. But you know, so it's like, oh, that whoever drafted him the Sixers, I guess that would have been Doug Collins, right?
0: Yeah, and then traded him for Andrew Bynum. Good job, Doug Collins. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and Mo Harkless. Um, Great you know, job.
1: Guys, who we think of as good drafters, like Sam Presti also looks good cuz he drafted Reggie Jackson who who definitely outperformed, you know, his draft position. You know, I'll give you some of the worst picks. Jimmer, Jimmer is the worst pick in the draft, according to my. <laughs> Jimmer, and then uh, number two worst is Jan uh, Jan Vesely. Nice, so. classic. And Derek Derek Williams also is looking really bad. Minnesota got got him at two. What about Kyrie? Where did he end up? So Kyrie is interesting because he's the number one pick, right? Uh, and Kyrie over this past five years, his win shares are 31.4, but the number one pick usually gets you 32. Okay, so pretty close. But Cleveland gets credit because, okay, so yeah, he's he's basically doing what he should do as number one pick. But they didn't miss on anybody. There's no one. That's true. There's no one after Kyrie. Actually, Cleveland had a really good draft. This draft, in the end. Yeah, they because also got they got. Uh, yeah, they got Tristan, and Tristan in, uh, is 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 a good is a good pick for where he was and what, what he's done. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the drafts, it looks like San Antonio, because they got Kawhi, Corey Joseph. You know, that's a good draft for them. Chicago, same thing. Jimmy Butler. They got Nikola Mirotic also in this draft. So my, my ratings basically says the best drafts were San Antonio's, Chicago's, OKC's, and Philadelphia's.
0: <laughs> so, nice. And then how did uh, – um, what about Sacramento Kings? They got Isaiah Thomas uh, 60th. That's so so got to do well. No, no, no. Right? no.
1: Isaiah Thomas – I don't think Isaiah – oh, so, sorry. I did the cutoff at – uh, I just did the first 45 players because got it. Uh, you have to compare like 10 players behind them. And also, I just oh. thought like the end of the draft is too much of a crapshoot. I mean, it. yeah, so so Isaiah Thomas <laughs> wasn't included. So Sacramento rates out to have actually the second worst draft because uh, they got Jimmer. The other draft picks are Jimmer and Tyler Honeycutt.
0: Oh, Honeycut, so. Got that jersey. <laughs> uh, and then of course the Kings trade Isaiah Thomas. So
1: I actually don't. I actually just think they didn't resign him because I think uh, I think Phoenix. Yeah, I think Phoenix just signed oh, okay. him out right. It's weird that Chicago comes out so well because I do think Chicago has drafted very well in the past, you know, five or six years. But it's hard to untangle that from uh Thibodeau's ability to develop players so it's like did Chicago really draft well or did is just Thibodeau really really good at developing players I always
0: like who Chicago picks I mean they got Denzel Valentine this year at 14 and I thought that oh was, yeah
1: I thought that was perfect I was like That's yeah and such they got a... Bobby Portis last year Bobby yeah, Portis, Bobby Portis
0: and you know Snell and Dougie McBuggets they had to trade up for him he's th- he's still on the fence but he might be all right you know he might be
1: yeah, he, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see on. We'll see on good old Dougie. Yeah, um, but for
0: fifteenth picks, you know, that's the other thing too. For you know. Yeah, like, that's true. That's true. Like I Rosie really liked until Valentine. Yeah. I think
1: I think he's gonna be solid. I think that's a great pick for uh, them. What about your Sixers, John? Do you think? Uh, do you think maybe in five years from now, either Luau or Furkan, you know, are they gonna be a? Uh... These two guys they got at twenty four and twenty six, I am
0: very very happy we got. I've been a, a Furkan Korkmaz fan all year. If you're an 18-year-old player who can shoot the three at 40% and also win the slam dunk comp- contest, like, take that risk at 26. You know, same, oh, thing, yeah. oh, same yeah. thing with Luwabu. Uh You know, if here's a guy who's super athletic, uh, can shoot pretty well, and loves to play defense. Like, at the 24th pick, like, like I was saying earlier, these two guys just have to keep doing what they're doing to be good, complete players, where – At that late in the draft, you're like, well, if we can teach this senior how to shoot, like, no, that's not going to happen. These are young guys that that have good potential. If they were playing in America, we'd probably, you know, I was very resigned with us, you know, getting Tyler Ullis and, you know, some other, some (laughs) other like. Don't you already have Tyler Ullis, except his name's TJ McConnell? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We have the white Tyler Ullis. Yeah. So when those two were, as, as it was going later and later, I was like, wow, we might actually get this guy. And a lot of people really like Luwawu. A lot, a lot of people had him up early on in the draft. Up in the top, top 10. Like top 10. Yeah. So the fact that we basically kind of sat there doing nothing and lucked into, you know, two guys that I would have had easily, you know, around 15 or, or more, it was, it was great. And also just like. They both, Luwabo is definitely playing next year. Uh, Furkan right. looks like he might. There's a contract thing they're trying to figure out. But, but with this euro, with this euro situation,
1: right? The uh, euro going down. Th- with the
0: euro going down, I was thinking about that, um, and I was I, I wanted to ask you're, you, Matt.
1: You're like watching the draft, and you're like rooting for Brexit. You're yeah, I'm like, come, I'm on, like, come on, guys, yeah, Destro- destroy the European economy, yeah, so we can get so we can get <laughs> Well,
0: think about it. So, the, so the, an NBA team can contribute $650,000 to the buyout. That's the max. And uh-huh. then Cork uh, Maz has like a 2 million, 2 million oh, I euro see what you're buyout. Saying. So now. Right. So, the euro. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, that's 650000 goes down. farther. And right. also the incentive of him saying he has to be thinking too, like, okay, if I stay another I, year, right. what if this thing get gets pay- worse? You know? What What if. Europe's not even doesn't even exist. What if there's what if no it Europe? Falls
1: into the sea. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, so I thought that was pretty
1: exciting. So I was very. So happy. I love, I love you rooting for the mis like global uh, economic hardship for uh, just so you can have Furkan Corkmas. Oh dude, yeah. he he dunked in a Darth Vader Darth Vader mask. I need him on the Sixers. Absolutely, absolutely. But Matt, it it,
0: it actually got me started to thinking about oh, because they had, oh John. So one of the interviews they had with Luwabu was. Uh, you know, he's talking about why he wants to come over. And that was because he said that his old team, uh, he couldn't practice at night because they don't have money to pay to keep the gym lights on. Right? right. And that's a pretty right. big team. Like, it's a team that I've heard of before, before Luau. You know, Megalex or Leeks, however it's pronounced. I've heard of them. So, they're, they're sizable. Mm-hmm. But then I started wondering. They're legit. They're a legit team. But there's also other leagues Across the world, right. like Italy. Leagues. Italy yeah. has a couple leagues, you know, Greece. So my question was, how much of an investment would we need to be a part minority owner of a professional basketball team? And my, I like my, this. I like this plan. My a criteria lot. is this, though: it has to be a team mm-hmm. that we could follow online in some fashion. Okay, I agree. You know, it has right. to be like like, you know. So it has to be enough that like someone will update the score so we can follow along. It can't be just like, you know this, <laughs> we have, like we have to know it, it can't our, be. look if it's not
1: if it's not on the internet, it doesn't exist. Exactly. I and mean, I think that's pretty safe yeah, to it say. It can't
0: be some like Istanbul like fake Drew League. You know, like this thing has to right, be like, right. like well, the Drew League's really legit,
1: but we know uh, actually we should look into you know, I know we're gonna invest in an international team, but we should look into investing in a Drew League team. Oh, see that'd if be we great. can how much would that cost? Yeah. 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 So I started yeah.
0: looking and I found that certain teams, their yearly operation budget um, Uh was somewhere, like, you know, the bigger teams, Barcelona, uh, things like that, had, you know, millions, 30 million euros, things like that. But when you got down to some of these French teams, they were maybe like 1.7 euros, million euros, right?
1: Uh Uh-huh, okay. 1.7 euros, we could cover that, but 1.7 million, okay, it's getting a little further away.
0: But and some were even cheaper. I think some were maybe under one uh, operating budget. So really, I think probably a hundred grand, maybe fifty grand, grand could get you some like
1: minority stake.
0: A minority stake it could be
1: like you know, like remember when Jay Z owned like point zero 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 one percent of the Nets? Exactly. That's our goal, right? We want we want to own point zero zero one percent of like. The Tel Aviv All Stars or something. Exactly. You know? Not
0: even the All Stars. I mean, we're talking about the teams that's like are probably not going to yeah. be in the league anymore. Like, because teams will just okay, drop okay. out. So it's like that's where just we want to disappear. Wanna be. Yeah, we need to find. this. Se- a, this, a, this, a, this seems like a wise investment. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe we'll look into it some more, folks.
1: And I think also we... maybe we should look into like one of these really, really like uh, broke teams. Like, how much is it to sponsor their jersey? You exactly. Know? Maybe we maybe we get the super hoopers on the jersey. Yeah. Um, like
0: there there might yes. be like a team in the Philippines that are, you know are, isn't doing well, and maybe for like twenty grand, what we do is you know we do some kind of fundraising Kickstarter. We run a website, and then we all just you know we get. Yeah, we get like a hundred, two hundred people to own part of this uh, this team, right? And we can right. send care like packages.
1: I like that. Yeah, we do the whole thing. We got to... John. No, but if we own this team, here's what we got to do. Well, do: say we say we buy into. I think I think the Philippines is a good idea. Philippines are nice. I, buy, here's the other thing: it we, has
0: to be a place that maybe we can go visit too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Okay. So then we
1: we go there. We go there to watch the game, but we go dressed as millionaires. Like wow. we dress in like a three piece tuxedo <laughs> with a top hat with a chain and stuff, and we like. And we have we we watch you know we watch the our, our our team that we own dressed as millionaires. That would be fantastic. That right? would be really great.
0: All right, so all we yeah. need we just need this uh, economy to collapse globally, and then we can get this <laughs> back. and then we get a badass Kickstarter going, and then we then we
1: own a team. Yeah, then we own. Yeah, this will be right, great. Right. All right, well, all right. So that's going We're we but we're going we're serious about this, John. We are gonna we're gonna look into we're it. Gonna, we're you know for our listeners, this is gonna going be one of our summer things we're gonna do. Is we're, gonna, we're on a quest. To to be minority owners in a team somewhere in the world, somewhere in the um, world. Yep, we'll give you you know updates basically as the summer goes on on how how this quest is going.
0: Yeah, and if anyone knows um, anyone who who has a good lead or something, we just look, wanna we wanna yeah, be owners.
1: If any if anybody's rich and is like, man, what do I do with all this money? Hit us up. Hit we, us up. We have a we have a we have the opposite of a money making plan. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yep. If you if you have too much money. If you to, look, if you're like man, I don't man, know what to do what a, like, with all this money, man. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're
0: currently smoking a cigar by lighting it with a hundred dollar right. bill, call yeah, us. Yeah. Give us a call. Call us. Look, Give us call, a call us. We'll help you waste the money. We'll, we'll figure out ways <laughs> to burn this
1: money. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. You know, John, I am. You know, I I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have a son later in the year. I'm gonna have a kid. So definitely throw your money away on owning a basketball team. But it's like I do honestly man do i want this kid growing up without a father who owns a basketball team like no one deserves that like how could you how could he look at me with respect if i didn't own a basketball team oh
0: man that'd be such a shame i feel yeah yeah it's just
1: like you know it's it's about the next generation and i don't want to give him any undue hardship no um yeah you got to think about the kids guys think about the kids john do you uh do you want to take a little trip do you want to go to? I know you're going to London. Yeah. But before you go to London, should we uh, should we go to Take City? And, uh, I, I like Take City. Go let's to Take it.
0: City. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go uh, to take All right. City. So,
1: for those of you who've never heard this this segment before, basically what what we do is we we give a we give a hot take, we give a or you know whatever kind of take we just give a take, um, you know a long a long sports radio take that we may or may not believe, and the other person has to guess whether or not we believe uh, the take that we just said so john i think uh so you have a take this week right i got a take all right all right all right so cue up the rock music draymond green is the most overrated player
0: in the entire nba draymond he wishes his name was raymond because then finally someone would love him all right here's a guy that yeah okay he's he's uh of small ball center? Yeah, that's because you're playing in a league where Mason Plumley starts, all right? You beat Steven Adams. Oh, great, Steven Adams hasn't learned how to dribble yet, and everyone says he's the best center in the league. Think about that. Could you imagine if Draymond had to play against Patrick Ewing? Patrick Ewing would have body slammed his chubby ass. Hakeem's finger would have been so tired from wagging off all those blocks. Carl Malone would have taken his lunch money and used that to tip his babysitter. You're on a team, Draymond, that has Mo Spates replacing you. Think about that. One of the smartest teams in the league thinks that Mo Spates can replace you without worrying. And on top of that, you're a habitual, I'm talking habitual dick grabber. You cost your team back-to-back finals because, because at one point you looked up and saw LeBron's dick and said, mmm, gotta have some. I'm about to risk it all for a little touch of greatness. When you're on the presser and you're standing there motionless and dumb, just staring, what are you thinking, Draymond? What are you thinking? How many more dicks can I punch? Is that what you're thinking? When flight attendants walk down the aisle asking for trash, they
1: really should be asking for Draymonds. That's oh, all John. I got. Me. Brought the heat. Brought the heat. I, I, I I say that you hundred percent agree with that take. No, I don't. I like Draymond. Oh, come ah, on, I do. John. I do. You I actually, I like you you do or you don't? I, I do. I think. I mean, he's really I, good. I say okay. Let's say I think you eighty-five percent agree with that take. No,
0: I think Draymond's really good. I I think some people You're, overhype him. A little, but Uh, look, I mean, Game 7, he did step up. He had an amazing Game 7. He really stepped up. I mean, he did cost himself back-to-back championships,
1: uh, but he's really good. All right, so let's do Get At Me Dog, shall we? Get At Me Dog. This is a game that John and I play where we tweet at NBA players, and, you know, we give ourselves points if they respond to us. So I tweeted at – so this week it was Joel Embiid. Um, this my tweet is actually really complicated to explain. (laughs) Always, Uh, always, always. It's okay. So for my tweet, you have to know that Joel Embiid has two eyes in his last name. All right. Okay. (laughs) So I, so I, I tweet at Joel Embiid. I, I tweeted him. I said, Hey, Joel Embiid, I changed my name from Matt Hill to Matt H I I L L, in your honor. Hashtag Go Sixers. So I added an I to my last I name. I see. You know, okay. To, All right. All right. Yeah, I got you know, it. Just, I got it. Yeah. Got it. Right. What'd you tweet, John? So I
0: went with uh I so I've designed a shirt for Joel Embiid. This is something that we are we are gonna get up and up uh on the site soon, so feel free, you can buy this new shirt. Um uh, As soon as I I need to order one and then verify the quality before before I send a public link for you guys. But the shirt says, uh, drink like a future champion today. And it's Joel Embiid drinking a pitcher of Shirley Temple's. It's the hottest shirt on the streets right now. Uh, And shout out to MC Griffin, who drew the photo for me. So my play was at Joel Embiid. Wearing this opening night when you show the world you're back. Hashtag trust the process. Hashtag is Rihanna gonna be there? <laughs> and then I attach the picture nice. of the shirt. So, Matt, how did you do?
1: Uh, I got nothing, John. What do you, what about you? I got nothing. I got someone else who liked did it. Did you get any? Okay, all right, all right. Marty Funkhauser, shout him.
0: out Marty Funkhauser. He liked it. <sighs> I know. Yeah, you made a whole shirt. I know. I thought this was going to be good. But, you know, it's early. Yeah. It's early. It's maybe, early. Maybe, maybe yeah. you
1: know, maybe he's just waking up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's that time of the pod. Yeah. Shout outs, beefs. Um,. I'm going to beef with us, John. Beef with the Super Hoovers. Oh, no. You know, edit this part out. I I don't even know what this is. I was listening to last week's pod, and there were a lot of mistakes. There were a lot of errors, factual errors. Really? Okay. So, yeah, I got some corrections. I got some corrections. What do you got some corrections? Uh, We talked about J.R. Smith having a reality show. It turns out he already has a Kickstarter for a reality show. Did you know this? I didn't know this at the time of last week's pod. Yeah, no. He has a Kickstarter Kickstarter for a reality show. I thought that's what Um, you were talking about oh no I didn't know I didn't oh. know that he I and uh, the Kickstarter not doing well John it's uh, made not, no, I, I think it. it's raised 1500 of its $500,000 goal or something Damn. Uh, but but to be fair it's like I don't think the world wants a reality show about JR made by JR because no. they, they don't, I don't think anybody trusts JR and his team to yeah. make a, you know an actual TV show we want a reality show about JR made by somebody competent someone with experience exactly other other corrections from last week. I said Jerry West drafted uh, Harrison Barnes. Apparently, West didn't want to draft Harrison Barnes. Barnes was not a West guy. So.
0: Oh really? But I know they're buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I know West yeah. loves. Uh, they're bu- they're buddies. But uh, apparently, West was not advocating for drafting him. Hmm. Um, but I know he trained. Finally, with our West. guest, our, our our guest last week, uh, college basketball guy. Did not know much about the NBA. He said Kawhi wasn't a superstar. Gotta apologize for that mistake. <laughs> Kawhi's definitely a superstar. He also said Brian Colangelo is going to fix the Sixers by bringing in veterans. That is not how it works. No uh, so, apology to listeners. You know, college basketball <laughs> people. It's tough. Shout out to Aaron Torres again. Thanks for coming uh-huh. on the show.
0: I'm a shout. Go out ahead, shout I'm out. a shout out a man by the name of Cole Zwicker uh he runs beat Cap- writer no no he's uh runs <laughs> capstrategist.com really good site about uh the draft and he's got a great way of looking at players in tiers and tiers and what they mean and he also had a great breakdown of luawu for any sixers fan he wants to read it check it out at capstrategist.com uh he had him as his fourth best player
1: I got to shout out uh, Matt sure. Deanna, who wrote, who wrote an article for Nylon Calculus on trading networks. It was a very interesting article. Basically, what he did is he mapped all the trades that have happened. Okay. Um, like he, it was like a network map. I don't know, just like a, like a neural network type map. I don't know if you've seen these, but um, and basically, what he's showing is that you know certain GMs tend to trade with other GMs more than uh, you know more than others. So, you could really see the relationships. It's a visual representation of the relationships between GMs. Um, I just thought it was interesting because it's like, it's sort of stuff we know. We know that, like, all the ex Spurs guys all tend to trade with each other. And as we mentioned, like, oh, there's no way Tibbs is going to trade with, with the Bulls, you know, that sort of thing. But it was just neat to see visually, like, you know, what are the teams that tend to trade with each other a lot? And, you know, what are teams that tend to never trade with each other? So, uh, shout out to him. Shout out to that article. Very good article. Interesting. I have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense, oh, yeah.
0: right? You always you work with people you like.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and you know, uh, you
0: just know what they want. So,
1: oh, yeah. you also you trust them, I think too. I think it's like, you know, Atlanta tends to trade with San Antonio a lot because obviously they're really close. But it's like, you know, if they t- if they tell you something, you know, you know, you know, you know, they're not lying to you, probably. Uh, I got a shout out. Another shout out. Yeah, uh, shout out. this is this is a there's a St. Louis writer who really went in on J.R. Smith or not wearing a shirt. I don't know uh, if you saw this. I did see that. But this this old white writer, you know, he really got mad about, he, and of course, you know, he was mad for the children. Like what are the children supposed to think? You know, this guy walking around without a shirt on. And you know, like I have to agree with the take, John. I mean, it's like, there are a lot of people with body image issues and J.R. Smith, you know, he's ripped and he's probably, you know, he's lowering self esteems of people who are overweight throughout this country. And also look at what he did. He took his shirt off, and then we got Kyrie Irving taking his shirt off. We got Iman Shumpert taking his shirt off. Those guys are all ripped. And what's happening is now people are, who are seeing this, they're like, this is what men should look like. This is what the average male looks like. And it just, it it creates an unrealistic standard uh, through which we have to live up live up to. So shout out to him, great take. Uh, you know, definitely put a shirt on, put a shirt on <laughs> JR.
0: I gotta beef okay. with the city of Cleveland. Oh, no. Oh, no. City City of Cleveland. John, John,
1: you can't. John, you can't. They just won. You're not going to take away their
0: shine? City of Cleveland, listen up. Uh It's been 50 years, right? You've suffered so much. You've been the butt of every single sports joke for 50 years. You go Uh ahead and you have one of the greatest comeback stories of a one of the world's all-time greatest basketball players comes back to your town to save it after after you guys burned his jersey after the owner wrote a comic sans full page ad you wait and you get this guy back and he wins against the greatest team that we've seen and you celebrate and everything, absolutely everything in Cleveland is magical. And you're the heroes of the world. And then one of your guys decides to eat horse shit for no reason. Why yeah, yeah. did that guy pick up horse shit and eat it and then right, throw it right. in the air and eat it? Right. Again? What right. were you thinking, Cleveland? Whose man was right, that? right. Why are yeah. you? So- Why? Why you had your moment to shine? Ah,
1: yeah. Cleveland. Uh, for for those of you who haven't seen it, there is an actual guy who ate literally horse shit uh, during the parade with a smile. <laughs> so don't you? It's like the most Cle- Cleveland thing to do. It's, it's like most... we don't know. We can't <laughs> handle happiness. It's like it's just... we cannot handle our emotions right now. We, we think this is a good idea.
0: Like, <laughs> come on.
1: I, gotta, uh, I got beef with the internet. Why isn't there like a long form piece on that guy? Like, how do we not know who that guy is? How do we not know? Did he actually swallow the shit? Like, what? I mean, uh, like, like how? W- 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 there's not enough information out there for well, me. I,
0: I don't know what to. I mean, there was a guy that wore, wore a purple shirt at a playoff game, and we knew everything about his life within right, hours.
1: Right, right, right. right. The purple shirt guy at the Charlotte game. Yeah. Oh, horse, this guy literally shit eats shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's what going it's on? So it's so amazing. What is going? You on? see, when the video when the video comes up in your feed and it says uh, "Cleveland fan eats shit at parade," and you think you're gonna watch <laughs> someone falling down, and the guy's like he's like running over to the shit, and you're like, "Oh crap, this guy's gonna like fall into the shit." No, he just picks it up, eats it, and like. The thing is, it's like he's like a wild man. He's like eating the shit, and he's like staring a child in the face as he put. He's like, look at me. Like, this will be you. This is growing. This is what growing up in Cleveland does to you. What were you thinking? It was, Why? It, it Why? was insane. A night of it celebrating. was like, buy yourself yeah, a donut.
0: Yeah. Do anything.
1: Oh God, Cleveland. Like, ac- you know what's crazy about it? Here's okay. If if you would have told me, hey Matt. Uh, the Cavs are going to come down, they're going to come back from three down 3-1 on the Warriors and win the title. I'd be like, no way. You're insane. You, that's not, that's not, That doesn't make any sense. But if you would have told me, hey, Matt, the Cavs are going to win the title and the fan's going to eat shit at the parade, I would have been like, okay, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Cleveland. <laughs> In your finest hour. In
0: Cleveland's finest hour, there's still a horse, <laughs> horse shit They eating. still have to ruin it. They can't, <laughs> they can't <laughs> be <laughs>
1: pristine. Yeah. This is hey, your moment. To, hey guys, this is your look, moment. Just just burn a car like the rest of us, <laughs> just, all right? <laughs> just next time burn a car, exactly. okay? Exactly. Oh, oh, but seriously, shout out to that guy though. Shout out to that guy for just <laughs> All right? I being saw someone post they were like,
0: dude, that guy was probably on Tinder that night making out with some chick.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Defin- no, definitely no, definitely. He was like, "Hey, look at this video. That's me." <laughs> oh, whoa, okay. You're famous. Oh, my God. Um, All right. I got so many shout-outs, man. You got more shout-outs? Shout-out to Nate. Yeah, I got so many. Shout-out to Nate Duncan. Uh, uh they, His podcast, Um, they have their, like, fake off-season, where they, oh, yeah. it's like, fantasy off-season. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, like, I don't know why it's my favorite podcast. or the, This specific one, the fake off-season, they did it last year. They did, they're doing it again this year. I just love it so much. Like, I don't know why it's so fun, but it, it, it's, it should be boring, but it's just fantastic, them, like, playing out the off-season. So... Shout out to him. I can't wait for the next episode. I actually listened to it last year on the train in Spain. So you'll be traveling. So it's actually a good, it's really, really long. So it's a good travel podcast. Okay, cool. Um, Check it out. Shout out to, uh, I'm, you know, spoiler. I'm thinking about doing a J.R. Smith thing. a J.R. Smith thing uh, of some kind. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of research on J.R. Smith. And the best article about him is by Devin Friedman. It was in GQ earlier this year, and it's called "JR Smith is Always Open. Uh, look for that. It's a fantastic article.
0: Yeah. Hey, shout out to uh, to Brian Colangelo for not ruining the Sixers. Great job. Great job. I'm just like, just, just don't – all you have
1: to do is just not ruin the place, and I'm happy, so – did you see, did you see, there's some, I forget where I heard it, but someone was saying that his picks of Luwalu and Furkan were just like to placate the hinky lovers. Like he just made, he like basically was on Liberty Ballers and being like, oh, this is who they want. Okay. I'll pick these guys. The <laughs> like, cause it's like, like those are the two guys that all this, like the hinky, the hinky truthers were like all about the whole time. So.
0: Well, I think they're both kind of these weird NBA nerd kind of darlings, you know? Uh, but, yeah. you know, and then also, I think that's uh Sixers got this new, the new hinky. His name's Ned Cohen. He's like a... Um, oh, Mr. so you think it's Ned Cohen? I think it's Ned
1: Cohen. Yeah. yeah. But, hey, <laughs> I mean, look. By the way, uh, we shout sh- out to Ned Cohen for having the most new hinky name yeah, possible. <laughs> new hinky name, yeah. <laughs> new hinky, what's his name? <laughs> if if Ned you were to Cohen. say, oh, they got a new hinky, I'd say, oh, is his name Ned Cohen? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if yeah. you're
0: making, if you're writing a bit and you weren't, you didn't have the legal rights to hinky... And you needed like yeah. a uh, crazy GM that does weird things. You would take yeah. him, Ned Cohen. Yeah,
1: right. Right. So shout out to him. Oh man, Sh- I don't know. Shout out or beef with Brian Clangelo. Like I, th- that guy just looks so creepy. I mean, how do you, how do you feel about the way he looks? You know, he oh. just looks like a. He, he, he looks lo- like a, like an aging Vegas ma- magician. I think. Like <laughs> just a lot, of, like a lot of plastic surgery. Like still like fit, but. Just He's kind of like dead inside. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's, yeah. he, he's creepy.
0: He looks like he's the manager at the Cherry Hill uh, Lexus dealership. <laughs>
1: oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like Fletcher Jones. Yeah, you yeah. You know yeah. Fletcher he's Jones, Jones.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what he is. But, hey, hey, he hasn't ruined anything yet, so shout out to him. You're right, right. Yeah.
1: All right, okay. Um, all
0: right. I think that's all I got, John. Thank you. Oh, one other one. Shout out to Mega Lex, the uh, Luavo team, who so many people have been asking for their uh, hot pink and hot green uh, Jersey, but yeah. apparently they're like, yeah, we just don't sell it, and <laughs> so they had to put something on their website. They're like, so many people have asked, but um, we don't have more than fifteen of these, and as a matter of fact, someone yeah. stole two of them when we were in France last.
1: So, so okay, sh- sh- shout out. Let to me ben. just brief. L- yeah, l- let me briefly talk about this. Uh, this is so European, by the way, where there's such a clear way to make money, and they would just rather not do work than make money this is like <laughs> such a european mentality it's like you go to spain right all right i lived in spain and you know everything is closed for siesta from yeah. like i don't know like two to five everything's closed and you're like well you know if just one coffee shop would open up two to five they could make a killing yeah you know? but no, no no it's not we're just not gonna do it We're just, uh we'd rather just sleep than make money you know yeah. same thing with these people you know you could just go on the internet I'm sure it would take five seconds of research to find some company to make the jerseys for you and you could sell them you know at like a huge markup You could. This would be a very easy way to make money for a team. By the way, that we just found out can't afford lights. Yeah. So you know, maybe you want to sell this pink jersey that people love. Yeah. Ah, we're just no. It's it's impossible. Sorry, guys. We don't know how to do it. Yeah. Or how about call the company that sold you the
0: first round of jerseys? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 (laughs) hey, hey! It's me. Uh, it's me, Steve. You know, from MegaLex. Uh, hey, you know those jerseys you made for us? Can you just? Can I give you money to 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 do that again, and then yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah. those jerseys and then uh, sell yeah, them sell- to the people who want to buy them.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's, it's it's like yeah. I mean we, we, yeah. It's it's like they they almost it's like capitalism is such a foreign concept to them. Like since so like, I don't want to I don't want to learn about how you know how it works. Well, it's really easy. You just you know you sell something for more than you buy it for. Uh, I don't know. It sounds complicated. I, yeah, I'm not into it. I don't it. know. I don't um, know. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. next year instead of ordering twenty, order three hundred. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So shout out,
0: shout out uh, to, uh, shout out but, to our, for learning. I mean, but at
1: the same time, they got great jerseys. Yeah, that great again jersey. is very European, great where jerseys. it's like they do something so well, but they just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. They, they, you know, like. Yeah. 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 All right. I well, enjoy we England, John. I Have am. a great trip. I'm gonna
0: enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be fun.
1: I'll be holding it down over here. Uh, you know, maybe making something about Jr. Smith. We'll see. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, shout uh, out
0: to feeder uh, Nick and uh, for his his starting point guard uh, Derrick Rose.
1: He's probably he's probably. Really oh okay. <laughs> yeah, We <laughs> didn't even mention that. Oh, well, we we didn't talk about any of the trades. Uh, I will just briefly say, uh, horrible trade for the Knicks uh, in my opinion. Uh, Derrick Rose is gonna play ten games. Yep. Um, Horrible trade for the Magic. Uh, Serge Ibaka is 30 years old, and you do not want to pay a 30-year-old center, uh, you know, a max contract to keep him after a year. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, for the Utah trade, great trade for Utah. Great job getting George Hill. Yeah, yeah.
0: Let's, uh, you know, a classic case of let's all just rush to the middle. Let's let's rush to, <laughs> let's just rush. Wait, wait. wait Who are you
1: saying who's who's rushing to the middle in this in this in this case?
0: Uh. The Knicks. I think. Well, in, well Are the, you the saying Knicks saying Indiana and or the? Oh, oh, sorry. I meant the okay. Knicks and Magic. I yeah, thought the, the three-way uh, George Hill, Jeff Teague trade was fair. It's, it's just yeah. you're just yeah. lateral moves, that, you know.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I mean, do we? It, yeah. Is is there any difference between George Hill and Jeff Teague? Are they the same person? I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> they I just think so. Seem like a. It's like they took the two most boring point guards in the league and just swapped, moved them around to the two most boring teams in the league. It's yeah. like
0: it's yeah. almost like a, so. So both teams, yeah. both boring teams, can end up uh, losing in the yeah. second yeah. round. Even of more boring. Comp- yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. As a, yeah. a stepping stone for LeBron to go back to the finals. Shout All out right.
1: to LeBron once again. Good job. We beefed with Cleveland. Apparently, they didn't know how to plan the parade. Apparently, the parade was awful. Like super hot no no logistics and lebron again saved the parade by giving like a great 20 minute speech did you see his speech uh i didn't see the speech oh it was great it's fantastic watch it's like 20 minutes long he talks about every person on the cabs it's it's really really good uh it completely saves that parade in my opinion yeah um also it shows that lebron is entirely running the cabs it's like each player he's like when they asked me whether or not we should get this player, I was like, yes, we should get him. You know, it was like very clear. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, when uh, when
0: they wanted to sign the guy who ate the horse shit, I was like, <laughs> nah, that's the dude who ate the horse shit. Getting you know what, John? We joke.
1: We joke. We're, look. This is all fun and games, but in all seriousness, LeBron is so powerful that he might have made that horse guy disappear. That's why we haven't learned Maybe about it. That's him. LeBron yeah. was like, I cannot have this ruining my legacy and ruining this championship. <laughs> Go take care of this dude. Take care of this guy. Uh, yeah, so great. Yeah. All right, until uh, next week, keep pooping. Keep pooping. Have you ever been to a volcano? When it was erupting, you're now listening to Super they're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game.
0: That's
1: what you say, bro. a fucking Super Hooper. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Super Hooper.
0: That's terrible.